Welcome back to the Sleepaway Great Debate Show. As always, I'm your host, Sheehan. We're coming to you about 90 minutes before Monday Night Football kicks off, while Archie's boys are having some well-deserved weeks off. Eli gets through the last of his apology letters to the Pearl Clutchers who didn't like his double bird performance last week. We're here to help you solve the head-scratching, mind-bending, all-around insomnia-inducing waiver wire worries. If you didn't go to church yesterday, then don't worry. We're bringing the Lord to you tonight because joining me at the podium from NBC Sports Edge and the Lord Don't Lose podcast is the fantasy football Lord himself, Lawrence Jackson Jr. Thanks for joining me tonight, Lawrence. Hey man, thanks for having me, man. Let's. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited to get on, you know, some some debates real quick and talk a little football right before we get to watch football. So I appreciate you uh, having me on here, man. Let's do it. Excellent, it's my pleasure. Now, as we said, Monday night football is right around the corner. Do you need any Monday night miracles? Uh, nah. I'm either really winning or I'm really losing. So like, I I still got players playing, but it ain't gonna make too much of difference. I got like Darren Waller here, here and there, Keenan Allen stuff like that. But I pretty much done won a lot, so I could just sit back and uh enjoy the game with no stress. <laughs> nice. So I need about twenty four points from two players in the Scott Fishbowl. Got to start two of uh, Rugs, Jacobs, and Cook. So once we're done here, that'll be my uh, rest okay. of the evening to hope I maintain a nice four and zero start there. So exciting times! That's good, man. Four and zero start, man. When you get that in fantasy, man, that's like you damn near guaranteed to play off. Absolutely. Although in my uh, home league two years ago, we had a guy go undefeated and then uh, lose in the first week of the playoffs. So uh, sucked in, Rick. If you're listening. Yeah. Right. Well, tonight we're not talking Scott Fishbowl. Tonight we are your Sherpas up your climb on Mount Tight End. So we go head to head on whether Dallas's Dalton Schultz, Buffalo's Dawson Knox should be on your roster. As always, each of us will have two minutes to make the case for our player, followed by a minute of rebuttal. The end of the debates will cover any additional thoughts. And of course, we have the challenge flag. Each of us can throw our challenge flag once during the other person's time. Your challenge must be in the form of a question. Can't be in the first 30 seconds of your other person's spiel. Lawrence, you'll be telling us why we should care about number 86 with the star on his helmet. But first, I'll be telling you why Fort Knox is full of fantasy gold. For the uninitiated, Dawson Knox is third-year tight end from the Buffalo Bills, who this weekend, off his eight targets, had five for 37 and two touchdowns against the Houston Texans. If you haven't seen his rumbling, stumbling first touchdown, then go to YouTube and check it out. Because there are not many men his size who can finish off a touchdown like that. I think the ability to finish a touchdown within 15, 20 yards of the goal line is absolutely underrated in the NFL. And he finishes as well as any of the best at his position. He could have had a second tight end in the first half, but for a wayward pass from Josh Allen. But he got his second late in the game wide open in the end zone. He played 81% of the snaps this week. Only Josh Allen had a higher percentage among fantasy-relevant positions on the Buffalo Bills. Through four weeks, he's equal with Gronk for the most touchdowns by tight ends with four. He's currently averaging five targets per week. Now, with a tight end in fantasy, we obviously want guys who are out there running routes, not blocking. Well, the good news is he runs a route on 92.4% of Buffalo's passing plays. That's uh, by way of comparison, Darren Waller is 92.3%. So he's right up there with the best in the business. He's the point of difference in the red zone for the Bills, too. He's bigger than their other receivers. He's an excellent mismatch for linebackers down the seam due to his athleticism and corners due to his size. You want pieces of the Bills' offense on your team? 
As much as the fantasy community wants Gabe Davis to be a thing, Knox is doing what people want Davis to be doing. Now, the Bills are blowing out teams, but they're still lining up in 11 personnel and throwing late in the game. I wonder what Vic Fangio would think of that. And you know what? That think that suits <laughs> Dawson Knox. Big guys don't get smaller as the game gets on. Just ask Derek Henry and anyone who tries to tackle him. This week, he plays Kansas City, the fifth worst team against tight ends in the league. They just gave up 100-plus yards and a touchdown to the ghost of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. This will likely be a shootout with plenty of points on offer and plenty of red zone opportunities. But Lawrence, now it's your turn to tell me why I'm wrong. Well, so this is the thing about that in comparison. Well, in comparing him to Dalton Schultz, um, this is this will be my main question for the uh, the short term future of Dawson Knox. What happens when Stefan Diggs? really gets back on this game. What happens when Josh Allen really reconnects with Stefan Diggs, a guy who caught 127 passes just last season? Uh Cole Beasley, uh aka COVID Beasley. Um <laughs> j- j- <laughs> just last week, just last week he had 11 catches for 98 yards because you know he did a little dink and dunk guy in the slot. Now when things like that happen, Dawson Knox is going to be solely touchdown dependent. And he has four touchdowns now early on in the season, which is key in tight ends for fantasy because the position is so volatile because he's getting this touchdown so early in the season. Can he keep that up? Only averaging five targets per game. Man, that's some compelling points. I got some thoughts about uh, spreading the ball around the Bills offense, but I'll let you uh, tell me why Dalton Schultz is the man to have on our roster this week instead of uh, Dawson's Creek. For sure, indeed. Uh, so Dawson, Dawson, I almost called him Dawson's Creek. Uh, Dawson Schultz, <laughs> man. <laughs> so the past two games, the past two games in which the Dallas Cowboys have got their running game back on track, um, he's gotten eight targets in those games. And that's the thing that's important. Blake Jarwin is pretty much the tight end two right now and that's undisputable at this point from this point going forward Schultz should be looked at as a must start because when you look at the top the top tier tight ends Kittles Waller Kelsey you looking for that next guy that's Dalton Schultz and when Dallas and when the Dallas Cowboys are in a bag in the running game that play action is going to work Dalton Schultz has scored each of the last two weeks but even if he didn't score, he will not be uh, touchdown dependent. You take away his touchdowns this week, he still had six receptions, 58 yards. The week prior, seven catches, 70 yards. So even without the touchdowns in a PPR format, he's going to be able to perform as long in the, as long as Dallas, uh, as long as their running game. Is uh, up to par, and it's looking like it's going to be uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 143 yards this week. Last week, over 90 yards rushing. He's doing his thing. Tony Pollard brings the change of pace. So, like I said, the, this Dallas Schultz is uh, his main value is predicated on Dallas running that old type of Dallas offense when Zeke first came into the league, and Dak being able to get out there on the rollout. And when they're doing play action, they're looking for tight ends. If you remember, Jason Witten, even at his old age, was still a fantasy-relevant tight end. I believe he was tight end 11 his last year in Dallas, even as an old man, because that's when Dallas's running game was on point. And Dallas, show, uh, I'm sorry, 
Dalton Schultz, who plays for Dallas, uh, is the more athletic option when it comes to him and Jarwin. And he's even more athletic than Dalton Schultz. Let's just give it up to the young man. <laughs> man, that's some compelling points there. That is very compelling. But here's why you're wrong. Now, I don't dispute that uh, Blake Jarwin is the tight end too, but when both of them are out in the field, Blake Jarwin is absolutely the team's primary receiving tight end. Talked about route percentage with Dawson Knox. Blake Jarwin's 88%, still blocking on 12% of those routes. But Dalton Schultz, he's at 75.9. Now, we talked about Darren Waller being in the sort of company that our man uh, Dawson Knox is keeping. Well, I'll give you some of the names around Dalton Schultz at the moment. Jesse James, Blake Bell, Caden Smith, Demetrius Harris. (laughs) Not too many fantasy-relevant guys there. But Knox is getting work with the Bills' best offense on the field. Schultz has only come to prominence with Amari Cooper limited by injury with Michael Gallup out completely. Can add into that bottom quartile average depth of target at 5.4 yards, bottom quartile catch rate of 60.9%. Now with Zeke looking back to his best, what's he going to get involved in the passing game? Or will Schultz, who's clearly a better blocker than Jarwin, he's going to be needed to seal off the edge to be blocked for Zeke. So we're going to see some of those targets at bait. Well, we well, we we we, we want to see him blocking too, because that's how he stay on the field. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you know, I mean, we talk about that with young tight ends all the time. If you come in, you can block. You're going to see the field quicker than a guy who can't. But we've um, we've reached the end of our debate segment. We sort of spiral into some nebulous thoughts about him. Is there is there anything else about Dalton Schultz or, or Dawson Knox that comes to mind for you? Yeah, so, I mean, the good thing for, you know, both of these guys, they're attached to great offenses with great offensive personnel, and neither one of them are close to being the focal point of the offense. So that's when you could kind of go under the radar. You slip under, the, you know, you slip under like the diamond in the rough, and you become wide open when the defense is focused on other players. Yep. Yeah, it works perfectly. And these guys are they're different to the other guys around him in the offense too, especially Schultz with um with Gallup out. He's a real point of difference to Cooper and Lamb. Yeah, for sure. Now, I always think that uh, you should wait on tight ends. And I know that this year there was sort of four or five tight ends going really early and 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 maybe some names being overdrafted in the mid rounds. I always think you want to stream uh, and with the hope of finding someone who you don't have to stream because they're just balling out for the season. For me, I think Schultz is closer to that than Dawson Knox. I totally agree in in terms of Knox being touchdown dependent and uh, Schultz looking like a better all-round player. And and what you just described is kind of like, I just picked up Schultz last week off the waiver. So like I was struck, like I waited for tight end, like for Gerald Everett and Joe New Smith, and that's just not panning out. And I'm yep. seeing that Dalton Schultz is like every time Dak going to play action, he's I'm like I got that'll I got to get that guy. Like I, I'm willing to like ride or die with that at my as my tight end for the rest of the year if I can't have a a, a top guy who consistent. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, Schultz has looked a million bucks as far as I'm concerned. I am worried that um, once Dallas are back to full strength, that workload might start to go a little bit. Uh, but that's the beauty of of streaming uh, tight end or picking one off the waiver wire. Now you you know you're not required to play them if the matchup isn't there. And these guys both have pretty soft matchups this week, followed by um, tougher ones the week after. I think they they face the one and two ranked defenses against tight ends uh, the right. week before their bye. So uh, 
you know, I think this could be a, almost a one-week rental for these guys here. But um, if you had to start one of them this week, I think uh, Schultz, I should have checked who they were playing before I asked this question. Um, cut out in the edit, hopefully. Would you rather start – oh, there we go. Schultz against the Giants or Knox uh, against the Chiefs? Um, on paper, you'd want to go uh, – just go after that Chiefs defense. Um, yep. However, like I said, you know, the Giants ain't nothing to scream about either. You know, the Giants will be celebrating their win versus the Saints for the next eight weeks, so – I'm going to ride with Schultz, you know, uh, just I'm going to keep chasing them targets until I have a reason not to. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a junkie for uh, opportunity and fantasy as well. Now, who else are you targeting on the way of a while this week? Uh, well, being is that I have a couple of uh, – I, I got Joe Mixon on a couple of rosters, man. I guess I got to look at Samaje P. Ryan or uh, – you know, um, that that that's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at uh, Kadarius Tony from the Giants, who I feel like they should try to get this kid involved more. He gave them a little spark. He gave them a little something different than what they have on that offense. The Giants don't have that type of player on the offense. And we would, you know, with Sterling Shepard still dealing with the hamstring injury, you know, who knows what type of role he could see uh, coming up in uh, in this week? And and you know my boy Matt Ryan, he just had a phenomenal game. Um, I, I believe he was quarterback three this week. Uh, with obviously we still got Derek Carr and Herbert to play, uh, but they at home versus the Jets. So you know I gotta take that. You know if you if you in quarterback trouble, yeah. Yep, I saw your uh, video defending Matt Ryan. I uh, I couldn't agree with a lot of I couldn't agree more with a lot of the points you made there. I uh, I think he's been dealt a fairly rough hand this year. With yeah, some of bad, the names around bad, him. B- bad team, bad organization. You know, it, I, I feel like they they would have best served him by just you know getting rid of him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I think it would have been good for uh, for all parties involved. Now, you mentioned the Falcons, and in fact, they're playing around 20, 25 minutes from my house this week over here in London. So right, uh, right, we've, okay. been, we've been talking tight ends tonight. Is this the week that we're finally going to see Kyle Pitts break out? Well, you know, I thought it was going to be against the Washington football team, but Cordero Patterson decided to be the best player in the NFL, which is great. <laughs> um, so... The thing about it is Kyle Pitts saw nine targets. Um, one of them was in the end zone. A uh, defender just made a great play. So he yep. ended with four catches for 50 yards. So, yeah, man, I'm hoping it could come this week versus the Jets team, you know. So we'll see. I think just for uh, just for the guys' sort of mental well-being, I'd like to see him have a big game and, and stop uh, all the sort of narratives deriding his selection. Uh, I, so I, 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 I'm with you, man, because the the folks that, you know, were saying tight ends don't do this, da, 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 da. Well, the opportunity is there. and He is being lined up all over the field. It all just has to come together. And just like I, I talked about earlier, the tight end position being so volatile, all it takes is one, you know, 120-yard, two-touchdown performance, and he's all of a sudden 
he's a t- tight end five. You know what I'm saying? And, and what's yeah. crazy is he's outperformed TJ Hawkinson the past two weeks. That's how crazy the tight end position is. So, but TJ Hawkinson's first two weeks were so good, you know, overall, he's still, you know, he's still up there. But guys like him and Mike Jacecki has outperformed TJ Hawkinson the past two weeks. So it's just about having you gotta have that big game at tight end. Then you gotta kind of have that steady flow. But he's getting the opportunity, man. So Hopefully he could cash in in London, and I actually forgot that that game was in London. So it'd be nice over here. We get to watch it in the morning. Yeah, it's the uh, the wake up and uh, and start watching football. Particularly if you're uh, for our friends listening on the West Coast as well, you get a full day of football. It's uh, it's exciting. Well, we've uh, we've sort of come to the end of the the episode now, but um, thank you very much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you can tell the good people at home where they can find you. Yeah, man. First off, uh, yeah, appreciate uh, you having me on and talking to you. Uh, get at me any social media at Lord Don't Lose. You go from there, you'll find all the content linked to the podcast and what have you. So that's about it, man. Awesome. Well, as I say, thank you very much for coming on. I, I couldn't recommend your podcast more highly to uh, to the people if they like you on your show. Definitely check you out. They're nice, short, punchy episodes too, as opposed to. Uh, some of some yeah, of the others yeah. out there that kind of ramble on a bit, like um, like ours, like our main podcast, which uh, we, yeah, we, we tend to get caught up. <laughs> I just like I just like to get to it, get out, man. You know, most people got a thirty minute commute to work, man. So I try to keep it in there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to be a, a sort of a, a seventeen minute here tonight. So yeah, right, thank right. you very much once again, and thank you all of you for tuning into the great debate. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sleepaway Show. Chuck us a few bucks on Patreon if you're so inclined. But if not, then just subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Help us do what we do. Don't forget, we've got lots of great content. We have our live call-in shows on Wednesday nights and Sundays before the game for those last-minute start sits. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Sheehan Solo, and we'll catch you next time.